Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Thriving Lives podcast, the community Zoom call. Tonight, we're going to be talking about how to track your macros using MyFitnessPal, using our our uh, uh, Thriving Lives Fitness, Fitness app Fitness as well. Um, so we'll be kind of diving into that. But before we get rocking and rolling with that topic, Renee, how's your uh, last week been? Been really busy, but we're on the mend. Um I have my test out video this weekend, so hopefully after that I will feel a little bit better. Um, the business oh, for, uh, down, but yeah, for Pilates. Oh, you took it? I, I for some no, reason, I, I didn't. Oh, you didn't? I okay. I have it on. So I'm have it. on Friday night. I'm having Ashton and Angela come practice, and then Saturday morning will be the video. That's exciting. You feeling ready mm-hmm. for it? Probably not. I say probably not. Um, I haven't focused on it today, but every day I've been trying to like just speak out loud, like what I'm going to say. But it's, I mean, that's 50 minutes of like memorization. Um, So we'll see. The worst case scenario is I just have to redo it. Yeah. Um, I think. So I'm excited to try it. I'm excited to see how it goes. And work's been, the other work has been stressful. (laughs) Other work of my three jobs. Yeah. There you go. Um, Dental hygiene's been a little stressful, but yesterday at dental hygiene was a little slower, so that was good. Um, and then I've been reading this week. That's been actually really nice. I awesome. started a new book, A Court of Thorn and Roses. That's like a fourth um, job, in my opinion. Reading dude, it's a fifth job, basically, because I got two dental hygiene jobs, yeah, that's true. coaching yeah, that's true. job, and Pilates. And now reading is what I'm saying. And now reading. Yeah. <laughs> but it's been really I nice to like, just shut my mind off and read. That's true. That's opposed true. to, like, I'm always reading, like, the birth control book or like nutrition or like yeah. quality shit. So like, yeah, it's nice to do nice. something that's not specifically work related and just yes. a way to check out, which I, I used like, to not let myself, like when I first started, I was like, I don't have any time to read. Like I'm only going to read this birth control book or this yeah. hormone book. Yeah. And I think it's actually really nice to like, it burns you out. It bur- Yeah. Yeah. So it, bur- it, bur- it burns you out when this is a, with, with it, when you're just totally consumed by it. It's great that you're consumed yes. by it, but even if it's just an hour or out of the week, taking that 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 space from it. And yeah. obviously, you've still been watching Suits, right? I haven't watched it in a few days. All right, good. Well, maybe maybe that's your. But maybe you can't do it until you pass your Pilates. That's when you can get back on and watching Suits. You got to pass your Pilates test. Yeah, a good rule. Um, I read a lot of the book, so Suits I will usually turn on during dinner. I think I turned it on the other night, but I didn't watch much of it. Yeah. My mom found out tonight. She's like, you know, after season eight on netflix of suits there's actually a hidden a night, season a nine yep. on prime and i was like okay mom yeah, and she's upstairs watching that right now oh that's awesome that's awesome. um but yeah i know i haven't i mean i haven't done that so there you go but well, we we pause suits because apparently love is blind there's like nine episodes in and we're trying to get caught up so that nicole's not mm-hmm. peaks on social media and stuff so i've been, been heard i've been told to watch that on that grind there all the seasons are actually pretty good i will say it's the one dating show i actually um enjoy enjoy watching but uh i would panic if i was put on that show i would not i would not be the type of person that we put on that show i'm not gonna lie i'm a little too vain for that uh, yeah yeah i can i can see that as well i'm kind of the well, kind of the same way with it. not <laughs> no i'm saying from like my perspective like being on <laughs> on love is blind it's, it's, it's a tough one um i'm always it's always surprising when there's like 24 year olds on there. I'm like, you haven't even lived your life yet. Like go out and try to try to meet somebody in the, in the real world. And then I guess go on. Dude, the real world's rough, Marcus. You don't want to be out here in the real world. That's true. I guess, I guess I got, I got lucky at the right time, right time, right place. Yeah. I'm over here not being lucky. So I feel you. That's maybe true. I'll get on that show. I'll add, I'll add that to my list. There you go. Yeah. Add that to your list. Yeah. But, uh, um yeah so uh, yeah last last seven days you didn't ask me how my last seven days was but it was good (laughs) i got a walking treadmill so if you're on the zoom call you're seeing me right now if you're on just a podcast um later on i'm currently walking on my treadmill i like i was telling everybody before i started hitting record um i had a fairly sedentary day today i didn't get to go to the gym or get many steps in so i'm playing catch up now as i would tell a lot of you guys to you know, try to merge the things, you know, right now, apparently, hopefully you can't hear the treadmill on the call right now. And so I'm going to get in over the course of, you know, 30 minutes on the zoom call right now, at least a couple miles worth of steps. I'm going to easily hit my 10,000 steps um, by the end of this. So merge those things. If you're on phone calls, if you work from home or you work at an office and you have access for a walking treadmill, if you spend much of your, your day on phone calls, 
and you can't get outside to go take those phone calls, which is what I like to do. I like to take boss and, and Lola on a walk during maybe a client consult call or, you know, just touch a base with somebody that needs help. Uh, but now I get to do it inside. So if it's bad weather, like it was today, boom, I can, I can kill two birds with one stone, um, which is always a good thing. But um, man, I thought you were in the Bahamas. And I'm in the Bahamas. Exactly. I, I didn't realize I could change the background and then we were fiddling with it the last couple of minutes before I hit record. But yeah. So also if you're on the zoom call, you get to watch me on the beach, which I'm actually just in my basement, but change the background. But um, no, uh, something was really cool though. So I did my first lifestyle session today. It was a one-on-one in-person training session. It was at uh, a plant fitness actually, which is funny because they have all the signs up that no person no trainers. allowed. Yeah. Um, I actually saw a couple of people I knew there and they're like, Oh, you, are you training her? And I was like, no, it's just my aunt. We're just working out together. Not my aunt. She's a thriving lives member, but um, <laughs> either way though, um, it was, it was awesome. Um, she's had a, a great journey. She actually didn't start her journey until she was 62 years old. She's now 63. So she started that. And so it was really cool and I'm excited. I hopefully I can have her on here so we can kind of chat about just her journey. Cause I think it's a, it's worth hearing for other people. Um, and then on top of it, she got a lot out of that training session. We we have another one coming up in a few weeks where she's coming out to Body Shop to uh, the gym that I train out of out, out south in Overland Park. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to get a training session with her her there as well. It's just, it's just funny that taking the same exact exercise and just changing the angle on what you're doing or just changing kind of what you're focused on can completely change an entire exercise and get so much more out of it. She was one of those where, you know, before she was doing like three sets of 20 reps um, for every exercise and she was doing weight that she probably could have done 25 or 30 reps with. So she was never really challenging herself. And I'm like, you know, now that you're 62, the biggest goal right now is to build and more importantly, at least maintain muscle mass as best we can, but scratch and claw to keep getting stronger because when you become 72 and 82, all that muscle mass that you have, is going to, you know, essentially be your quality of life. And, and so, you know, let's go ahead and focus on getting stronger. So I think it's awesome that she's 62 and trying to kick ass in the gym, which is badass. But um, anyway, let's get, let's get onto the topic of the night that we're talking about my fitness pal, how to check track our macros and things of that nature. Um, so Dexter, what do you, I know you're on the call right now. What do you use when it comes to tracking your macros? Do you use my fitness pal? Have you switched over using the training app? I don't know if Dex is there right now. Um, Dexter, if you hear me, you know, pipe in here in a little bit whenever you get a chance to, but otherwise I'm going to go ahead and get rocking and rolling on this. So um, first and foremost, um, when we are logging on MyFitnessPal, if if you guys first have- First and my- foremost too, we can also look at the client success guide too. Don't forget about that little guide to always refer back to. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. I forgot which pages are on there, but yes. And all of your client uh, success guides, um, let me which tell all, you. all should have access to if you ever like misplace it or if you forgot to save it always reach out for those things as well. That, that, that thriving lives, new client success guide is like your Bible to thriving lives. Page of, nine. Page nine in there is all about how to track your macros and 10 the same steps. We're kind of going through right now with it. Um, but if you're listening on the podcast version of this, you know, you can kind of follow by the same steps that we're going through with it. Um, and really it would be helpful if, if somebody on the call here was trying to log their macros for it, but so here, here's what I'm going to do though. So first and foremost, you can set your goals on it. So on the training app, I believe you can do this as well, where you can set the macro targets that you have. So let's say we have 150 grams of protein, 150 grams of carbs and 70 grams of fat. You can set those individual goals on there. My fitness pal, you're able to do that same thing. Um, so on my fitness pal, you would click on the home screen there more in the bottom, right? You would go to goals on that same screen. And then you can do um, where it says nutrition goals on that next page, you're going to go to calories, carbs, proteins, and fat goals, you would change your calories. So this is where some people have a lot of questions with they're like, hey, it won't let me change my macros to exactly what's on the meal plan, which is true. It'll allow you to change your calories specifically, but then you can only change your percentages of carbs, fats, and proteins to equal 100% of your total daily calories, if that makes sense. By 5%. By, by 5%, exactly. So First off, you don't even need to set these specific goals in my fitness pal, especially because we can't be 100% accurate because it only allows us that 5% kind of increments with it. You should always know what your macros are. So like one of the things that Renee and I ask you on your checking days is, 
what were your macros this last week? Whether that was your individual macros, all those numbers I just listed, or were you on low days, moderate days, high days, whatever your kind of plan looks like. Now, first, we can go back and look at our prior messages. It's helpful for you to let us know because we can see it right there without having to go back and look at what have you been doing? You just told us. Secondly, you should know what you're doing. If I just called you in the middle of the week and say, hey, what are your macros? You should be able to quickly either tell me those things because you're tracking your macros or you know what plan you're following at least so that you, you know where you're at. And if you don't know, then how are you following anything consistently? Um, unless you just know exactly what your meals look like, we're not changing anything and, and, and so on and so forth. With that. But so you don't have to have those calories and macros perfectly aligned up in your, your training app um, or in, in my fitness pal, but you at least need to know what those are so you're tracking accordingly and trying to get there at the end of the day. One of the other things you want to have turned off on my fitness pal is you want to you want to turn off where it it calculates how much your physical activity is in relation to how many calories you're burning. Because let's say me on my walking treadmill right now, and I was a log that on my my fitness pal, um, or it took it, you know, took it into account my steps and things of that nature, it might say, hey, you have 500 extra calories to eat. So on my plan, if it was 2000 calories, and I just burned 500 of it walking, it would calculate and say, hey, you already had your 2000 calories to eat today, but you actually get 500 extra because of your training. So we don't want to calculate in how much we are training and how many calories are burning into allowing that to 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 adjust in my fitness pal, if that makes sense. Um, but he, here's the most important part of it. When we're actually tracking the foods that you're eating on both MyFitnessPal and the Thriving Lives Fitness Training app, both of those, when you type in a certain food, there's going to be a lots of different entries that pop up. Um, now, it's important that you're finding the right ones to click on. Um, so Renee and I actually were talking about this last Friday. So we'll start with cooked versus raw. So when you're typing in a protein, ideally you're typing it as cooked because raw. So let's say chicken breast, for instance. Chicken breast, if we have 10 ounces of it raw, that equates down, it loses about 25% of its of its weight during the cooking process. So 10 ounces of raw is actually seven and a half ounces of cooked. So then there's going to be discrepancy whenever you're tracking. So what I recommend doing, because this is how I do my meal prep and how most people do it as well, is you're going to cook up your week's worth of chicken or even three or four days worth. And you're going to cook it up. And then what you have left over is all the cooked chicken or the, and I'm just using that as an example. It could be other things as well. And then at that point, you're probably going to be weighing your food out and dividing it out into your Tupperware, your glass Tupperware, whatever the case is, whether that's in the week in advance or just whenever you go to make that meal as well. So since you're weighing it as cooked, you want to make sure it's logged as cooked as well. And if you're typing in just chicken or chicken breast, we don't know if that's coming up as cooked or raw. So you want to be super specific in is it cooked or is it raw? Same thing goes with other things like rice. If you're doing, you know, if, if you type in jasmine rice and you you select, you know, a quarter cup of that, a quarter cup rice is going to, Renee, what we talked about last week, does it triple, I believe? I think you said triple. Yeah. So a quarter cup of dry rice is actually going to turn into three quarters cup of cooked rice. So now if you were to say, hey, on your meal plan, it says to have a quarter cup of rice with your meal too. And you were to log a quarter cup of rice dry and not cooked because on your meal plan, remember, it's supposed to be cooked. If you log it as dry, it's actually going to show up as what, 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 whatever it would be three quarter cooked. So that would be about 33 grams of carbs. So when you're doing these things, you want to be able to refer back to your meal plan and look at how many carbs this is supposed to be. And it doesn't have to be perfect. So a quarter cup of cooked jasmine white rice is going to be about 11-ish grams of carbs. So when you're typing in cooked jasmine rice or whatever that is, you want to refer back to your meal plan to make sure it's at least close. Again, we don't have to be perfect with this. We just want to be close to those numbers so your end of the day totals line up to close to where we're at. That's one of the other reasons why we give you a range to hit. So I'll say 140 to 150 grams of protein because I understand that tracking is not going to be perfect. We just want to get somewhat close to those same numbers so that whenever we're making adjustments, we're on the same page with it. Um, so first and foremost, obviously looked at if it's cooked or if it's raw. Make sure that the says so you all you can also set the 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 serving size in there. So you can change that from you know in, in the types of servings, whether that's grams or ounces or cups or whatever the case is. So the, all those things you can play with 
to help get that right thing. Um, I personally, I track my meat raw, but meat is the only one I try to track raw. Okay. Because I, I just know the measurements of differences. And so I find it easier because I don't like searching cooked because I already have my, all my pre-made ones are raw. So my meat is raw. Um, so that's just so, the way so I tell do me it. this, Renee, how, how do you portion that out? So I, you, you cook your food on the spot. Like if you're going to go eat chicken, you cook it fresh and you eat it right then. Or do you meal prep all for the week? So I meal prep for the whole week, but like, let's say my ground beef. So I cook two 16 ounce ground beefs. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm eating four ounces of cooked ground beef in one uh-huh. meal. Yeah. However, I track it as 5.33. Okay, cool. I was going to say, as long as you're doing the conversion, that's I'm all. doing the conversion, yeah. Yeah. Okay, perfect. And so really what this comes down to is, and it, there's so many different ways to skin that cat, whatever you do, be consistent with it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the biggest thing. If you're going back and forth, that's where it gets confusing and things of that nature. I do cook, Renee does raw, but regardless, we're both consistent with what we do, and that's why it works. Um, like When it comes down to like potatoes and rice and stuff like that, that's where I tend to struggle more because it's not as like, it's not always as no. um, like whatever the word is, as like consistent, like my sweet potatoes, that serving size on the back is 110 grams. Mm-hmm. So I measure that out raw Yeah, because everything on your food label is going to calculate it as raw. Like yep. when you're reading your food label of ground beef or sweet potatoes, whatever, whatever, yep. it's assuming that it's raw. Yep. Same as in your MyFitnessPal or training app, it's assuming that it's raw unless it's saying cooked. Yes, yes, which is the the importance that if you are weighing it cooked and you're measuring it cooked and everything of that nature, then you want to type in as you're tracking it as as and specify as it's cooked. So that's that's the, kind of the easy thing. So so anything you're eating that's that's cooked for the most part, so that would be meats, that would be you know grains like rice and things of that nature. Now, if it's a single serving, the easier thing to do is dry. So if I'm going to go make a pasta meal upstairs and I can have two ounces of dry pasta, um, which is 40 ish grams of carbs. And that's what I, my allotment is. And I'm just making that one serving of pasta. It's easier just to weigh that dry because you're not factoring in the weight of the water and things of that nature. Um, and I can easily weigh out two ounces of dry. And then I know that what that equates to, because it says it on the box. So when you're doing single servings, you can definitely do it as that as well. Same thing with rice or anything else in that same situation. Pasta um, is also a confusing one mm-hmm. um, that I do math on mm-hmm. according to the nutrition label and how I cook it out. Yes. Like yes. If, if it says there's four servings on the back, mm-hmm. but I yeah. want mine to make it five servings, then I'm going to cook the entire box. Mm-hmm. And then once it's all cooked, I'm going to weigh it all cooked and then divide that by five. five. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm going to be able to look at my like portion size from there. Exactly. If I were to weigh it by four, that'd be easier because there's four servings in it on the back of the box. But even then you're still having to divide that by four. So that that was my next thing as well. If you want to figure out exactly how many ounces and are you, you know, in, in a cooked pasta and things of that nature is cook one serving it. So two ounces of dry is usually what that mm-hmm. puff is. And then, you know, drain the water off of it, let it all kind of dry out a little bit and then weigh what's left over at that point and see what's left. Because I, I'm pretty sure it's like it triples to quadruples, like somewhere in that three to four range from dry to cooked pasta. But so, um, well, you could also measure, like if you cook it one time with mm-hmm. two ounces of dry exactly. and it cooks and you, and that measures, 87 grams then yep. you know now from now on you can cook the entire box and you just want to portion out 87 grams exactly exactly and so right now this might seem like a lot with it but again once you get into it and you just do this thing once or twice you'll learn it and then it's pretty easy to do it there moving forward there is a lot of trial and error that goes into all this but just like anything you know we're all here doing something new and it's uncomfortable Doing something new is always uncomfortable and you've got to do shit that you haven't done before. If you want to change, if you want to see different results, you got to mix it up and try something you haven't tried before. Um, all of some people that come to me, they're like, I don't want to follow a plan. I don't want to do X, Y, and Z. I essentially want to do what I've been doing, but I'm like, okay, but you're here to change things about your life, things about your health, things about your confidence, things about your nutrition habits, things like that. So 
we can't keep doing the same shit because nothing's going to change at this point. So if some of this stuff sounds frustrating, one of the cases, believe me, I remember back to my first week of tracking macros, it was frustrating. It took more time to do, but I worked through some of those kinks with it. I got to understand it and it was well worth it in the long run because now at any given point, I can go to the grocery store or before I go to the grocery store, I can figure out my macros and in, in my my fitness pal, figure out what my meals are going to look like. And then I go and grocery shop for those same, same things and then cook it up for the rest of the week as well. So at this the point, I'm going to plan. Um, the other biggest tip I would add in is to track your macros the night before. Yes. Or morning of just ideally ahead of time before you eat the food. If you're tracking as you go and hoping for the best, you're not going to hit your macros or it's going to be weird because you're going to get to 7 p.m. and you have one meal left and you have 50 grams of protein, negative 10 grams of carbs left to eat and five grams of fat. And you're like, how the hell do I hit this? And so now you can have, you know, 16 ounces of egg whites and a teaspoon of olive oil to hit those numbers. So at that point, if you're tracking after the fact, you're going to put yourself into a hole and it's much harder to figure it out. So like Renee just said, the night before, if you're track, if you're eating the same foods every single day, then it's easy. You track on Sunday and then we can, we can copy things forward. So now we'll kind of get into that. So this is something that I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily know about. So if you're looking on my fitness pal and you're kind of following along on the podcast version, or if you're on the zoom call right now listening. So one of the things you can do, so I like I'm right now I'm on log food which is the second screen on here. And so this has like my meal one, meal two, meal three, so on and so forth. Across from meal one and across from where it says add food, there's three little dots. If you, if you click on those three little dots, there's three options. The first one says turn on or turn off smart copy, whether it's on or off already. There's quick add and there's copy from a date. So what you should do on this is you should make sure each of those meals you've selected turn on smart copy. And if you turn on smart copy, the next thing you're going to see on there is what I see right here is going to say add meal one from yesterday, 585 calories. And so all I have to do is swipe right on those words right there. And it brings over what my meal one was from the day before or whatever the last date was that I had that meal one entered on there for. And so then at that point, in terms of tracking my macros, let's say I'm eating the exact same thing as I had on Monday and Tuesday. I'm just going to swipe right on all of those meals. And then boom, my macros are logged for the day. And it took me one minute to do because I'm eating the exact same things. Now, um, let's say I am on a, on, a, on, a, on a split between low and moderate days, let's say. And let's say that Sunday was my last low day. And that I'm trying to log the meal one from that day. I can hit those same three dots in the bottom right. And I can do copy from date. So now I can, it brings up this little page right here where I can go to any date that I want. So I'm going to copy it from Sunday, February 25th, and it's meal one. So I'm going to copy over meal one from that same date. And then boom, it brings over that exact same meal from that Sunday. So now I can copy from specific dates, from specific meals, or I can just swipe right and it drags over my meal from the the, the day before. Um, so those do are ways wanna, do what? Do you want to talk about also about creating a meal? Yes, yes, we'll talk about that next as well. But so those are those are your quick add options. So again, if you're following the same thing day after day, now here's the reason why it's so important to track, even if you are eating the same thing day to day. Let's say Thursday, you're going out to eat, but it's not your designated cheat meal. Maybe you have a date night plan on Saturday. You already know where you're going. You're already excited for dessert that night. That's going to be your cheat meal. Thursday is an impromptu thing with some friends. You don't want to say no to it, but you also don't want it to mess up your week or mess up your progress or whatever the case is. You don't want to go overboard on your macros. So what's going to help be helpful now is if you've been tracking all week long, you already kind of know what your days look like. So here's what you can do with that. Let's say Thursday, I would never do this, but let's say we're going to go to Applebee's. That's not a place that I'm trying to go to, but let's say you're going to go to Applebee's or let's say you're going to go to a local place that the meals might be similar bar food as something that you would find at Applebee's, let's say. So even though, the cheeseburger is going to be a little bit different that I have at this, this local place than Applebee's is. I know the meal composition is going to be somewhat similar. So now I can, I can log that exact same thing. So let's say it's Wednesday night, maybe it's Thursday morning. Okay. And maybe I've already, already even had my breakfast, but I want to figure out what does the rest of my day look like? So what I'm going to do first, I'm going to go ahead and log that meal that I'm having 
that night. So ideally, you're going to that restaurant ahead of time. You're looking at the menu ahead of time and figuring out what it is that you're going to have. So you can come into that extra meal that's not your designated cheat meal with some sort of a plan in place so that you, again, stay somewhat close to your numbers and be pretty intentional with it. So ideally, you're not going to drink that night because it's not your cheat meal with it. Um, and if you are going to drink that night, you're also going to figure it out. But so let's just say I'm going to do an Applebee's. I'm just going to say burger just for the sake of, of time right now. Um, and so places like that, if it's a, if it's a chain restaurant, it's going to have right here where it pops up Applebee's grill and bar menu, 289 menu options. And then I can search specifically on their menu options for a burger. Let's say, you know, I really want to do, and this is also where you can start seeing maybe what your old ways were like. So for instance, here is the, the bacon cheddar cheeseburger, 970 calories, not including the fries. And then you go look at your meal plan and you're like, I'm only supposed to be having 1800 calories. This one meal is going to take up over half my calories for the day. I didn't even factor in fries and the drink that I was going to have on top of that. So right there, just that one Applebee's meal could take up 90% of your daily intake on just that one single meal. So now hopefully that's the other perk of learning to track your macros is this eye-opening. You start seeing, holy shit, the things that I used to eat on a normal basis, no wonder why I felt the way I did. No wonder why I've gained 30 pounds over the course of the last year because I've been having this damn bacon cheeseburger that's 970 calories. But let's say it's worth it and I want to have it. The other, th the other perk to this as well is you can start learning the values of those foods as well. So now I'm looking at the macros because I slept on it. Or no, I didn't sleep on it. I clicked on it. And right here I see it's got 51 grams of carbs. It's got 63 grams of fat. Most nutrition plans will start around that 60 to 80 uh, grams of fat right here. You already had at 63 in just this one meal and then 50 grams of protein. So I'm going to log that and then I'd have to work backwards with all my other meals. So in that situation, because the fat are so high, I'm now going to have to remove other fat from the rest of my day so I can make room for that. So me personally, that's why I'm probably not going to pick that cheeseburger unless I am unless it's my cheat meal and I'm not factoring it into my macros. So instead of that, as soon as I see those numbers, I'm like, well, that's what I used to maybe have gotten. In this situation, I want to pick something a little bit leaner. So once again, I go to the Applebee's menu and I'm going to look for something that, um, that I'm going to enjoy, but it's not going to completely destroy my day, my days worth of macros. So in this situation, I'm just going to kind of look through it and I'm going to try to find something that that would be good again if i have the menu in front of me on like the actual website might be a little bit easier to find it um but like usually like a, like a salmon or even a steak or um in this situation you know a chicken type of meal would be good as well um but even like the honey pepper chicken and shrimp 102 grams of carbs in that one thing so essentially you would go through here and you would try to find something that works for your nutrition plan, it might just be a salad with some added grilled chicken or whatever the case is. And then you'd go back into the rest of your day's meals. And again, you would tweak how many carbs you're having, how much fat you're having, how much protein you're having within those other staple meals of yours to try to get close to, the, to those macro numbers. Um, hopefully you're kind of picturing that kind of following along with it. Renee, what did you, what did you mention to, to what would you bring up? Yeah. So if you make a meal. Oh, yes. Um, so like, let's say you just add in your food. I don't even know when the last day I tracked was, but whatever. Let's say you add in your food. Um, to a meal. So let's just say it's meal one and you're adding. So yeah, I did. Food item. My meal was 5.33 ounces ground beef, 93.7.25 cup cottage cheese, 0.5 cup tomato basil red sauce, and 0.5 cup cooked jasmine rice. When it says add food. I guess you can't really see that, but whatever. It says add food. Mm -hmm. Then you see three little dots under your last entry. Then you'll click save as meal. So now I have all when I go to add new meals, I can go to add food and go to my meals. And now I have all of my, that's why I like track mine a certain way. Cause I have all of these yep. meals on here. You've already, you already created all your, your go-to meals. Yes. So it's a matter of going to go find that. So instead of, of going and searching every single line item, every single food item for every single meal that you're doing, you could do the quick add, of course, or in this situation, you could just go to that same meal um, and then just, just add it in there. So you can name it. 
So it could be, mm -hmm. you know, if you're looking at a meal plan that says meal 1A, meal 1B, meal 1C, maybe this is your meal 1A, you've already logged that food and it's saved as meal 1A. So the next time you have a meal 1A, you go and click that from the saved meals. Um, does that take time, you know, for, for Renee to go and add all of her basic meals to it? It does take a little bit of time for her to go and do that. But once it's done, it's done. Now she doesn't, unless she's building a whole new meal for herself, she doesn't have to go back and reconstruct an entire macro list here and find all the right entries for it. But she already has done the legwork to find those meals and add it in there for herself. Right. Would you agree with that, Renee? Yeah. That's why I have all mine tracked a certain way of like raw because that's how I started. Yeah. So perfect. That's why they're all like that. But to give you guys some, um, like to give yourself some grace too. So I started tracking solely just my calories and protein mm -hmm. when I had my first trainer in 2022. Um, and then when I got my trainer in, what was it? April or May of 23, I, she had me track everything. And that's when I learned that raw was different mm. than cooked. Okay. Gotcha. And then I would say at that time I had to track six days a week for eight weeks. And so I got really comfortable tracking. Um, it's definitely, it's a pain in the ass to do it. However, that's also when I noticed the most fine tuning in mm -hmm. my eating and in my body. Yep. Um, Marcus and I talk all the time about how like, like I'll still like there's most of the time I know what I'm eating and I know it's going to fit in my, like near my macros or things like that. But there's also times um, when I'm more in an intuitive eating stage um, and I'm not tracking as closely, but we know we can get back to it. But if you're seeing this and you're like, oh my God, I've, didn't even know raw was different than cooked. You're not behind. Yeah. You're not losing or anything. Like, just now know that going forward and keep referring to things. Like, there's a little picture that I use um, that has all the different conversions on it of like, okay, meat goes to this, rice goes to this, this goes to this. Hey, I still sometimes hey. like vegetables, I still find that kind of strange, like cooked versus raw. Um, I don't, I don't really not as like it. That. If, if you're dealing with cruciferous anyway, don't, don't massively stress over that anyway. Because yeah. Calories from four ounces of cooked broccoli versus four ounces of raw broccoli. It, it, yeah. there's not a huge discrepancy with it. It's when you're talking about these, these higher nutrient dense types foods, um, or calorie dense foods even as well. That's where there's going to be a bigger discrepancy and a, a bigger reason to kind of figure it out. But again, use the tools that have been given to you. I know exactly that on the, the new client success guide and in, in the TLK, the Thriving Lives Kitchen cookbook, there are these conversions all in there as well. And so again, does it sound like one extra step? Yeah, it is one extra step, but you're worth it. This journey is worth it. The more you put in right now, even if you're six months or six years into your journey, if you haven't figured this shit out yet, that's totally fine. Like Renee just said, you're not, you're not behind. This is your journey and you're learning shit as you're learning it. But at this point, once you hear this and you're like, okay, I haven't really figured this stuff out yet. Take the extra moment. You're worth it. This journey is worth it to go figure that stuff out. And once you know it, then you're good. Then it's effortless down the road with it. But get comfortable with this stuff and really kind of dive into it so that you're only making it a smoother journey for yourself down the road. Um, and it and, gives uh, you more. That's the thing. Like when you do get... Like when you do start to eat more of that intuitive eating, you already know what you're doing. Like you're exactly. not going to just fail automatically or yes. struggle a lot with intuitive eating because you're going to then, or like food freedom, whatever, like not following the meal plan by a tea. Like yeah. Lauren, let's say she's eating meat, like she's had to sub out some of her things. And so we've had to work on it through a couple of different weeks of like, hey, okay, let me look at your macro macros in here. Look, you're under on this and you're way over on this, or this is off a little bit. And with her trying to add in more like fun foods that are not in the meal plan, mm -hmm. each check-in and each time that she does that, we're then able to fine tune it. And she's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Like this makes sense. Or yeah, I can now see those numbers. So even though like, like you can do the act of tracking, but if you're not checking to see if your macros are in the right spot, yes. then you might as well not be tracking. Like you want to hit those numbers. And yeah. um, again, but if you're not doing that, it doesn't mean you're behind. It's just, that's the point of tracking is to get those numbers to an equal point mm -hmm. and then seeing, okay, yeah, I can add in this 
cookie, but I can't add in the whole cookie. Or I can add in this, but not the entire drink. Um, or if I add and, all this in because it's worth it to have the whole cookie, then what mm-hmm. do I need to remove to make room mm-hmm. for this cookie as well? Um, one thing you mentioned that I want want to come back to real quick though, Renee. So like like you said, right now, and you're kind of doing what I've kind of been doing as well is, um, is eyeballing stuff. There's some days that I track and there's other days where I'm just eyeballing it. But again, been doing this for 15 years so i can eyeball pretty damn well at this point um like nicole's always amazed when i'm like oh that's about five ounces of chicken and i'm like actually i'm gonna see how much that is and i'm like oh it was 4.9 like i was almost dead on um but even then though there's those seasons there's there's those stages that you're at and if you're at a a stage of maintenance and you're happy with where you are life is busy right now you like how you look you like how you feel whatever the case is that's when intuitive eating is beneficial because it's one less thing you have to be that that rigid with now, Renee, if we had a specific goal, if you wanted to, to lean out for summer and maybe you don't have 10 pounds to lose, but let's say you had 10 pounds to lose or, or whatever the case is, you just want to feel more crisp coming into summer or this trip or whatever the case is, or maybe you want to put on more muscle and you really want to focus on that being a goal. And that's actually a really big goal of yours. That's when it comes back to what gets measured, get managed. If you're at a happy place and you're happy with just treading water with where you are, fantastic intuitive eating eyeballing things once you've done it for long enough once you tracked and once you have you know measured or you've weighed things out or been more deliberate with your food again then you can get to a point of more just balance and more of just intuitive eating and eyeballing things like that but whenever you have a specific goal that you want to get to when intuitive eating is no longer you plateaued you're stuck that's when it comes back to that what gets measured gets managed that's when it comes back to okay now that we're not really moving towards our goal anymore. We're kind of at a stuck spot. What are the things we, what are the levers that we can pull on to be more intentional with what we're doing? That's when it comes down to tracking this, when it comes down to weighing and things of that nature, those foods or measuring out those foods and being more meticulous with it. And then it, it just comes back to picking your heart in this situation. You have the heart of staying stuck and not making the progress that you so de- desperately want to make, or you have the heart of learning how to weigh out your food, learning how to track your food, whatever the case is, and learning how to track and learning how to weigh out your food, things of that nature. Do you have to do that forever? No. Again, there's seasons of it. But if you want to overcome, you know, these obstacles, if you want to reach your goals, if that's the route to get there, that's the route to get there and do that. And then again, now you have that tool in your tool belt that you can always come back to it. You know, right now I might not be as deliberate with tracking my macros, but as soon as I you know, start my summer cut or whatever it is that I'm trying to do, I'd be more deliberate. And then I'm going to see those results a lot more than just willy nilly kind of doing whatever. Um, but that's, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, you know, tracking your, your macros with it. Um, and the other benefit to this as well. And so coming back to some of the tools that you guys have access to in the thriving lives kitchen link. And if you don't have that, please message Renee and I, we will send you the link. We want everybody to have that um, outside of just the meals that we've created for you guys that you can go find on there. There are lists of protein, of different proteins. There's lists of different carbs. There's lists of different fats. So if you are trying to be a little more flexible and kind of come up with your own meals, because maybe you're tired of what we put together for you, or you just want to challenge yourself to eat some different stuff, go on there and find those lists of things. And the macros are right there for you. So you can see, like I said before, it's the end of the night and I need 50 grams of protein and five grams of fat and zero grams of carbs. Go look on there and see what you can what what you can find with it. Um, the other thing that I'll add in really quick, yeah. um, fiber is another one you should definitely be tracking. Twenty five yeah. grams at least for women and thank, thank you for like adding thirty that. for men. Thank yeah yeah. Um, and I I think it's more depending on so a good rule of thumb is yes a minimum of twenty five um, for for men and women. I mean men you're bigger you usually eat more calories anyway just as a stereotype in general with it, but you're probably going to need about more about 30 grams. Um, but another rule of, of thumb that I like to go off of, especially because I have phases where I'm eating a lot more calories is about 15 grams of fiber per thousand calories that you're eating. So the average female is eating about 1750 calories. Then yeah, about 25 grams of fiber is perfect. Um, myself, if I'm eating 3000, you know, calories, which is about what I'm at right now per day, then that's about 40 or so grams of protein, 40, 45 do I really need to go much above that? No. Um, but again, just like we said before, what gets measured gets managed. So if you're if you're struggling having bowel movements and things of that nature, that's one of our next questions is what's your hydration look like and what's your fiber intake look like as well. Again, if you're following the meal plans and things like that, then you're hitting those numbers in terms of fiber 
But if you're going off of that, that's one of those other things to add in there. And so again, coming back to the Thriving Lives Kitchen, you know, uh, cookbook there, there's also an entire page and chapter on fiber and different easy things that you can get fiber in there as well. Um, so use those resources to kind of, you know, round out your macros if you're tracking. Again, if you're just following the, the meal plan, that's fantastic. Um, keep doing that. <clears throat> but I do think there's definitely value in learning how to track your macros, learning the values of foods that you're having as well. Um, aside from kind of those, my fitness pal, just like tools, tricks, tips, whatever the case is. Renee, do you think there's anything else from the the, the trainerized, the Thriving Lives Fitness app in terms of tracking your food? Um, Lauren, I know you're on the call. Is there anything different between the two things after you've heard me talk about my fitness pal? Not really. They seem pretty similar. So that's okay. pretty cool. Good. Good. Um, again, on, on the training app, that's a new feature um, that I'm really happy they added in because then it, again, it just streamlines everything. Every It's a one-stop shop oh. using the training app. Yeah. You do. Um, I text this to you, so I'll read it out loud. Okay. So when I was trying to look at my mom's app tonight, <clears> I tried to track these meals by like hitting the plus sign and then add meal or whatever the lingo is. And I could only send a picture in and then type a description. I was like, what the hell? Like I see Lauren entering her meals all the time. How is she doing this? And so yeah. I like went to settings and um, you have to go to like the settings on the far right and then click meal tracker cool. and click full meal tracking. Um, that'll be able to, you'll be able to enter in like the allotted uh, macros yeah. for it instead of just typing in describing the meal as chicken because if you just say chicken you're not seeing okay that was 20 grams of fat 20 grams of this yep. whatever um so different cuts of the chicken just like get different cuts of beef are all gonna be different right. chicken thighs are gonna be different than chicken breast um in terms of macros and, and things of that nature right so yeah make sure you go to full meal tracking and then mm -hmm. at that point you can take a picture if you want to you don't have to take a picture if you don't want to um if you're making it before or if you're tracking it before you obviously do not need to take a picture because you won't have yeah. it made um so yeah make sure full meal tracking is on um and then you go into like the details as well um so um i can see like I can see Lauren's food as she enters it in and on like I can see diary I can see the food that she's entered in and how many calories and the macro split but then if I go to details I can see the entire calories the entire protein carbs fat um things like that and fiber as well on that page um and it'll also tell you your macro distribution how much once it's all entered in like if you're at 40 30 30 if you're at 30, 35, 35, if that, um, so yeah. Perfect. All right. Um, I'm then, happy it has all the, all yeah. that functionality to it. Yeah. Um, I would say that's kind of the biggest yeah. thing, but a lot of clients, I think feel like, oh my God, do I have to take a picture of my food? And no, you don't. No, no. Um, this is all just to help you. But we're again, not, we're not, we're not asking for that. We're not looking for that. No. Uh, but if you are tracking your own food and stuff like that, especially in the training app, it does help so that we can, we can go look at it. Or if we have questions about it, then, then you can, you know, refer us to that as well or vice versa. Um, but the main thing is whether you're tracking, you're not tracking, whatever the case is, communicate those things and know what you're doing and being consistent with that, at least as best you can. Um, and then again, just being communicative in what you've been doing so if you've been hit or miss if monday and tuesday you killed it but wednesday and thursday you didn't kill it elaborate on what that looks like you know don't just say i killed it i mean i mean, I mean don't, don't say you struggled on on you know wednesday and thursday elaborate on that how did you struggle why did you struggle did you not have food on hand did you forget it at home whatever the case is um that's that's always first and foremost if you can communicate through all these things we can always figure out how to at least be on the same page and continue moving in the right direction um even if that's far away from what the original plan kind of looks like as well. So a lot of different ways to pivot with it. But um, in terms of, of tracking and stuff like that, do you guys on the call have any questions pertaining to this topic or any other topic that you guys want us to address before we let you go for the night? Good. 
Good deal. Good deal. Well, I'm happy you guys were here. Lauren, do you feel better about tracking after tonight? I do. It definitely will take time. It's not just going to like happen <laughs> gradually, but it's definitely going to take what you guys said to heart. And if I have any questions, definitely just reach out about it. Cool. So. And Lauren, you're doing great. Like the fact that you yeah. took in such initiative when you first started to start tracking your meals, mm-hmm. even though you were eating mostly on the meal plan, that is definitely so helpful. Definitely. Um, and no one's perfect at first. It ever, I mean, like I said, I'm literally a coach and Marcus and I were just talking the other day about getting my macros tracked right too. So like, no well, one's and, just, and just the frustration that there's such a discrepancy between it is frustrating and, dry yeah. and, and all that stuff. And, and again, that's one hurdle on all this. But as I said, a couple of different times, you're worth it. And your journey's worth it to figure this shit out. Just because you're struggling at the moment doesn't mean that you're going to be struggling a year from now with the same exact stuff. Be persistent with it because I, if we're, if we're, if we're telling you that this is important, then down the road, you're going to benefit from this greatly. Like, like really, really greatly. Um, and, it, and it's just really helpful to just understand the value that value of the food that you're eating, because, you know, ignorance is bliss until it's not bliss anymore. Until shit. 100%. If you don't know what you're eating, it is literally wild. And that's not to like, that's not to make you sit there and micromanage everything you're eating no. or tell yourself like, oh my God, I can't eat this. That's so but many. It allows you to make an educated decision. But yes. you choose to yes. eat other foods. Mm-hmm. There, there's so many times where I'm like, I wish I didn't know the macros of cookies or of all the fun shit. Yeah. But I can't help but now look at it and be like, that's 200 grams of carbs that I just had in that one sitting or that I could have had in that one sitting or that this so-and-so is eating in one sitting or whatever the case is. I mentioned this, you know, like a year ago on, on a Zoom call was I had a buddy come over. We were having Chick-fil-A. Um, you know, I just had my my spicy and my regular chicken sandwich and he had the same thing, but he had like, the waffle fries on top of it, plus like five of the Chick-fil-A packets of sauce. And I up. Oh my God. Up in, in college when I first started tracking macros, because I mean, we had Chick-fil-A on campus and, and who doesn't love Chick-fil-A sauce. And I just, when I started tracking macros, I typed it in. I'm like, oh my God, there's like 250 calories in one packet of sauce. When I was sitting there watching him, watching him eat, I'm not, I'm trying not my best not to judge with it. And you know, it's his food, it's his body, whatever the case is. But that's one of those cases where like ignorance is bliss. Does he really want me to tell him that there's that he just had 1,250 calories in sauce in one sitting? Probably not. But at the same time, if we don't know what we're putting in our body and we do that day after day, month after month, year after year, that shit catches up to you sooner than later. And it would be better to be able to make that educated decision. Is this sauce worth everything that it's going to be adding to, to my meal in this situation? And sometimes it is. Sometimes that 200 carbs with the cookies might be worth it. Um, you know, but um, if only there was a healthy Chick-fil-A sauce that says, yeah, yeah, sauce. Yeah. I, if you can come up with a, with a better alternative with it, but then again, you look at other sauces and this is where, you know, just the health industry is, is, is difficult and just food is difficult as well, because then you're like, okay, well, I'll find, you know, um, a highly, um, process version of something with a bunch of other additives that maybe don't equate to the same amount of calories that taste somewhat close to it. But then you're having all this additive bullshit into your body as well. That also has negative negatives to it as well. So it just comes down to, if you know it, you can at least make an edu- educated decision. And, and at minimum, you can just learn to moderate it, you know, sauces and drinks such as Coke, coffee, lattes, that shit adds up so fucking fast. Yeah. I, I can't put like 50 grams of, of, of carbs, 50 grams of sugar or yeah. something like that. And that's like at the minimum. And I mean, uh, people that drink Coke, they don't just drink one. It's, it's a couple a day or whatever the case is. I'm like, shit, right there, you're at whatever that even is 50 times four. you got 200 calories per Coke at least. And I think they're like 250 um, or same thing with other pops and stuff of that nature. So that, that stuff adds up fast. And again, you can close your eyes to it, but sooner than later, you got to deal with it. Everybody does in some way, shape, or form. And it's much better to be preventative and proactive than be reactive after you've you've lived your entire life like that and then deal with all the the negative, you know, health consequences. Yeah. Or maybe not even health consequences. It just could be your energy or how you know how you feel, whatever the case is. Um I start doing this week I did chicken or last week, I don't even know what week it was. I did chicken and potatoes for dinner. And I did ranch at first. And then I was like, you know, I actually want ketchup instead. And ketchup has 
like no calories compared to the ranch. So like um, little swaps like that, like my meal was still just as delicious with the ketchup. Um, yeah. No, and but even with ketchup though, there's different forms of ketchup out there. You got the, the some that have like no, as you should have oh, added. Which right, I should have probably specified that mine is organic, the better version, healthy, yes. shitty, you're, like nothing shitty is in it. Which I was going to say as well. Yeah. So like, like in that same situation, because when you first said it, I'm like, well, like Heinz ketchup or whatever the case is, that's like just a fully loaded ketchup. You're getting a ton of added sugar in that. I mean, I don't know how many added grams of sugar in it, but there's a lot. Plus, in some of those sausages, you're getting all this, you know, hydrogenated bullshit, shitty inflammatory yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, whereas if you go the organic route, stuff like that, it's a little bit cleaner um, as well. But again, ignorance is not bliss. Look into this stuff. It definitely matters. Um, and it's just worth being educated on what you're putting into your body. Um, I, I, I saw, uh, you know, I've seen this meme kind of go, maybe not meme, just like a quote, whatever the case is. But like, if you're comparing your body to like a car. If you only had one car to drive for the rest of your life, how good of care would you take care of that one car? If you only had one iPhone for the rest of your life, how good of care would you take care of that? If you get maintenance on, if you could fix the screen, if you could fix the, the motherboard inside of it, whatever the case is, you'd put a lot of work into maintaining that phone, just like you'd put a lot of work into maintaining that car that you're going to have for the next 80 years of your life. But when it comes to our bodies, because we don't see the wear and tear that our daily choices make on our bodies and especially on our insides, it's easy to continue to make shitty choices, but you only have the one body. Like you truly only have the one body, whereas a car and a phone, you can, you can replenish those and get new ones all the time. So again, you're worth it. If you're here, you're doing the right things. You're at least taking steps in the right direction. So, so definitely feel, feel proud about that. But anyway, though, um, Renee, if you don't have anything else, then, have a great rest of the week. Uh, hopefully, check-in day tomorrow. Check-in. Check-in day over the next couple of days. Yeah, check-in day tomorrow, ideally, on Thursday. But um, other than that, though, have a good weekend and keep kicking ass. I've been loving check-ins recently. A lot of people moving in the right direction. Those who are not are at least communicating about it so we can get them unstuck from whatever their position is. And then also loving the, the interactions on all the community mm -hmm. chats and stuff like that. That's been fantastic to see. Um, you know, when we all feel connected, we all feel like there's others in our similar spots. It definitely helps us all keep moving forward. So keep showing up for yourself. Keep showing up in the group because it all helps us all move in the right direction. But anyway, you guys have a great rest of your week and talk to you guys next week. <laughs>